From daytime class to girls' night sass, the ladies of New York have all the panache. Martinis at the Regency are divine, but a housewife's real goal is to social climb. Kath Hilton's is the place to be. Luxury is the life for me. Hey, 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 welcome to Housewives Heretics. This is a place where you can squeeze the juicy gossip out of Housewives of Ye Old Times and shake, 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 Sonora until you're ready to bust because it's where we drink and talk about all those old and delicious interactions of our Housewives of Past. I am a one wick candle and my name is Josh and here is our three wick candle smelling so good. Kalindi. Are you ready, ready, ready? Petty and ready, we stay. We stay. Uh, how are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. How was your week? Great. We celebrated my little lovey Matthew's birthday. And yeah, we were, we were 90s. And the 90s are back in full force. Like full force. Because I got my outfit at Walmart and it was like shopping in Cher's closet. Like knockoffs, you know, like the black market of Cher's closet. Right. Cher number two, not the Cher. Yes. Yes. Clueless Cher. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they both could be clueless. We're not, about, you know, <laughs> not like I'm fucking Cher, bitch. Yes, she knows. She is <laughs> Right. Don't talk chicken shit to me. And I love when she tweets and when she would tweet about Trump and every time she would just like use like the toilet emoji instead of his name. And I'm like, you're a genius. You beautiful. Can you you imagine Cher is literally just in multiple houses everywhere? Just, you know, probably sipping and eating some pizza and letting everybody have it. I can't imagine the fountain of imagination i would have if i had share time was it it was share right that someone like she was like during everything with the immigrant well still it's ongoing obviously but she was saying like you should let immigrants come to your house yeah yeah and people were like yeah right like you do that and she's like watch me bitch (laughs) she probably does (laughs) she probably does i'm like you really are an icon like wow right i was watching her performance one time it was it might have been new year's eve or something and somebody said something and i was and it wasn't very good and i was like should have been share should have been share just because she just you know if you don't know if your performer is going to get just try to get share just yes, try. always, always just try to get share. Just try. Give me, give me, give me a share after midnight. Yeah. Oh, that album. Oh. I mean, give me what? ABBA, give me a share. Really? What a combination. This well, one's for the gays, as Martina McBride would say. Yes. This one's for the gays. Oh, so good. Love, love, love it. Well, crazy weekend news, crazy weekend housewives. So let's get down to it. Hard hitting news. What's going on, hun? Oh my goodness, the saddest news ever. That energy was not appropriate for what's about to happen. I'm sorry. It's okay. We gotta we gotta keep it happy, keep it hype in general. But now we can express our full devastation for the passing of Gray Leaks. So many condolences, prayers, love. All of our everything goes to Nini and her family and everyone that knows and loves Greg because he really was so wonderful, so hilarious, 
And I can't believe that evil colon cancer took him at 66. I know. So sad. Um, you know, he's been suffering for a long time, though. It, it's it's yeah. such a sad battle that he's went through. Guys, remember, I, I, I think colon cancer affects men more than women. But if you have colon cancer in your family, talk to your family doctor starting at like age 30. And like, af- if you don't, after 45, you should start getting colonoscopies just to make yeah. sure because it's just a devastating, not that all cancers aren't, but just such right. a devastating type of cancer that's hard to rebound from. It's just uh, so sad because in my like personal life, I've heard a lot of cancer stories this week, it feels like. Yeah. And it just is so awful, like the private insurance like doesn't let you start until 45 getting colonoscopies you can't get mammograms till 35 you can't you know and even my pcp he told me that pap smears usually get them once a year and he said now you only need them every two to three years shut the fuck up stage fucking four at that point like what that you mean yeah well do they not know what cancer is it's a group of cells that multiplies rapidly so once it starts you got to get going those mutant cells are evil oh my gosh mutating it's just we can't even fucking get into insurance in america it makes no we need full body scans every single person why not every year why can't you have one i mean i just don't understand that is such a conglomeration and such a like disgusting mutation of what the healthcare system is that is a complete corrupt part of not only the insurance companies but i mean if you look at your fucking insurance bills the amount that the medical providers are charging is insane so right. like you know i but mean then not only do they charge you so much but you have to be approved like someone oh, yeah. i know her husband and i've I feel so bad for their family. They're a young family and he's diagnosed with stage four lung cancer that has already spread. He did not know at all. They thought maybe he had COVID and admitted him to the hospital and he needed to do chemo and radiation and the insurance company he's did young? not. Oh yeah. Like thirties. Oh my God. Um, did he smoke or anything? I don't know. I don't think. He I mean, you could never smoke. smoke that much. Like the, yeah. my thing is, is like, there are people that smoke for 60 years and don't get lung cancer. Yeah, so and he's a that's pastor. crazy. But the insurance would not, did not approve his um, chemo. And so wow. they kept every time what? he goes to his appointment, they would turn him away until they pre-authorized it. It was fucking disgusting. Every single person that profits off healthcare in the manner that people that are work, like, you know, are big that in the insurance illegal. company, you should be charged as accessory to murder. When these people well, die, you I are mean, denying life-saving medicine. Don't or, doctors or take an oath? Don't doctors take an oath? Yeah, and it's not necessarily the doctors. They're not, you but, know, like, they're but, getting but, a salary. But it is. It's the but people. It, but it, the doctors it, don't even know how much stuff costs. I won't, but, you know. But it, no, no, what I'm saying, though, if they're being turned around, this is a part of the Hippocratic oath. But like the doctors haven't... aren't the ones seeing them. It's the people in the office. They're signing in. They're saying your insurance well, that, hasn't the, free off. You know, like I, I'm not blaming the doctors though, but I'm blaming the whole system. Oh like, yeah, the if, system. If, if, if the people that are supposed to take you it, have the Hippocratic oath, it should run down and trickle down to everybody else. Yeah, Let's fucking take care of people, make sure they're alive, and but then worry about money later. Emergency room because they don't get turned away. It's so hard to get into regular doctors' oh, my offices. God. No, like no, said, no. It takes it takes months to get into specialist yeah, no i'm not blaming a... doctors i'm just saying that if you work for that kind of doctor's office well, every it's also doctor's your office is like that you know, every, it, oh terrible. no i know i know it's just like 
every it should be your responsibility like, like just like worry about money later it's not like you're hurting for money. absolutely exactly the big She's, pharma the people that are voting to let this happen the lobbyists all no, the people I, that are majorly profiting your ass is on the line <laughs> uh, it's just you know we really have in general when you just i i it's hard for me because i don't forget about people and I understand that like everything that I do and I, I work in a lab. So like there's a lot of times that I could make a mistake and it could be really easy for me to be like, well, that's just one person. It's really not that big of a deal. Right. But anytime a mistake happens, I literally instinctually get a gut feeling that's like you've got to restart everything that you just did for the last three hours. Because yeah. if there's any chance that that mistake could really hurt that person, hurt that person's weekend. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, of course, most of those things are redone, but like hurt that person's weekend or make them give them anxiety, then you've got to redo it. And that's on you. And that's your job. Like your job is to take care of people. I just, I just am so disgusted that we live in such a world where people can just live by numbers Absolutely. and not see people like and it's just sad it's sad that like none of this matters it's all a construct like we've made all of this up like money is what it is but like you know in the end if somebody dies what matter it mattered that you didn't get forty five hundred dollars that day it's and, just so like, crazy you, that it's like, murder you killed yeah, somebody like exactly because you you needed their money right away like it's yeah. just it's and, and and we've built that into society so much that people are scared to go to the doctor. They're scared. They don't want it. If they've got something wrong, they're like, I don't want to find out because I don't have $100,000 to fix it. Exactly. People lose their homes because yeah. they get cancer. Like, it's just, it's disgusting. Anyways, anyways. Sorry, guys. We, we digress. Love you, Greg. Love you, baby. Love you, Greg. So Love you, Nini. Also, access to healthcare and absolutely. got the care. He was in remission for two years. So glad that his family got that time with yeah, him. Yeah, and he got to be comfortable. Hopefully, yes. Um, and 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 if you go to Lanethia's, don't expect anything from Nini. That story came out this week, and I have to say, if you go anywhere and it's your birthday, I love my birthday. But we're not Stassi Schroeder. Nobody owes you anything. You can have a really fun time and you can tell everybody it's your birthday. But you don't ever have to expect any person that's getting paid two thirteen an hour to sing you happy birthday, okay? It's yeah. just not like that. Like, because you know what? We all have a birthday. It happens every year, okay? Every year. And that's how I feel. But happy birthday to everybody today. And Any every news. day. <laughs> and every day. And it's special, I guess. Um Kenya Moore, back to Atlanta. Kenya Moore is joining the 30th season of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my gosh. Her and that stallion booty? ABC mm -hmm. will announce the full cast of Dancing with the Stars on Wednesday, September 8th. The network already revealed that both JoJo Siwa and Olympians Sunny Lee are set to compete. Siwa 18 will make history as the first celebrity to dance with a pro of the same sex. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. I think that's so interesting. Interesting. The only thing I wonder, I mean, she's super tall, though, so it might not affect her, is, you know, there's a lot of lifts and stuff. So I just hope that it's not like a disadvantage for her. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, she actually does have like, she's very tall, but like, if she's not like muscular tall. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but maybe she'll have a good strong. Jojo mean, kills me because she looks exactly the same. Girls she can't looks, do lifts. No, because no, no. We can do it all. Well, she's 18, so she can she can pump it. Pump yeah, but I don't know who gym. her partner will be. I think that, I'm that's guessing so exciting. That is very exciting. Now, I do know that in Australia's Dancing with the Stars, Courtney Act 
um, dressed in drag and danced with a man. And then part of the time she danced as a man with a man, which was very exciting too. Oh, um, wow. Very, very interesting for the dancing community too, because I feel like you have to revamp those dances to mix same sex. But it could be, vi I mean, that's a super exciting. Poor Kenya Moore, she's going to lose against JoJo Siwa and Sunny Lee. Like, you're done for. Like, there's no way that she can be. I, I always feel bad when you put somebody like a reality star up against an Olympian. Or Well, I think that the thing about it is America gets to vote, you know? So it's uh -huh. really like fan favorites make it a yeah. really long way. Kenya Moore has a lot of people that love her. And you get a check. A lot. So I think that's the biggest thing. Like, not everyone. Oh, she deserves to check. Win, yeah, you get a you know? check. Yeah. No, like, you're absolutely. just signing on. I'm, name out there to a different audience and being like hey i think she'll be good i kenya moore is one of those i mean it's what made her a good housewife in her sense she's a very competitive person and she's very fit very oh, yeah. fit Great. so no and that's yeah. super exciting she snatched snatch for the cats and what's next Aren't you glad you're vaccinated, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Vicky Gumbelson tested positive for COVID and may not be able to film for the Housewives mashup, or as we call it, the Housewives medley. Which I heard was at Bluestone Manor. Yes. Call it Housewives medley. I mean, also just give her a series where she does it every week. Like bring in different Housewives every week and maybe only do four. Oh my like, god, that'd be even, even once a month. Like Housewives Dinner Party? Like, yeah. just such an amazing idea, because you only need three days there to yeah. get under the spell. I put a spell on you. Yeah, that would be so good. Even, and just Bravo in general, you know? And we right. could do, like, she could ho host all of our Housewives moms that we love, plus Miss Patricia. Um, right. You know, like that would be so call cool. it dinner party from hell, and you just put the housewives all <laughs> together, and, and it's at Bluestone Manor because it is the perfect place. Um, that could be so fun too. And I'll sleep in the shark room. Okay, I will. There's no fish room now. I know, but I would have. Oh, same. Fucking Luann. I don't understand. Like uh, it was a great room. Who fucking cares? Like, do you have swordfish like phobia? Seriously, like also even very Bethany expensive. Would sleep in there when she was blacked out, and she does have. A fish <laughs> Honestly, the, the particles in the air are just as bad as COVID to Bethany. She can't even <laughs> But like those swordfish mounted on the wall are very expensive. I forget that Dorinda did that. Like I looked it up. It's like $50,000. Yes. Didn't she say she spent like a hundred grand on yeah, that like, It's like crazy? so expensive. I was yeah. like... I will not it's expensive sleep. to be me, says the fish. Yes, right, right. <laughs> but well. I think I think it's so funny when they all fight over the rooms, and I think it's you know it's always such good television, especially with Ramona and Sonia. And I believe that they're right. If you share, you should get a bigger room because there's two of you. Right. Uh, they're I mean diabolical about it, but <laughs> like yeah, logically all I mean I'm kind of a princess but as long well, as i have a bathroom i'm good because you know i have the worst bladder and i will pee every 45 seconds so i do like to have a bathroom um, i, I myself, think but i think ramona has kind of in later years gotten a little bit better about it what she didn't understand is what you you do is you do what you do the first time then you like have to give it a break and you take kind of like the second best room the next time so that people don't understand what's going on. Like Ramona's not a good strategizer at all. She has no strategy. So yeah. like you, I, I understand what she was trying to do, 
but like anybody could sleep together. Like they were, I, I mean, Sonia just goes with Ramona, but Ramona's just being an asshole. She just wants the best room. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. But you're right. I mean, also if you're buying and paying for the house under the pre pretense that like these two people are going to share a room, then the house is less money because you have to have one less bedroom. And all the bedrooms are always huge. Like the only time there's that I never would be really like, that many uh, of a bad bedroom. Like it's like when they have like small beds or like you know yes. like in uh, Camille, the bunk beds. Yeah, the bunk beds or like Camille's Beaver Creek house. How like there was like a kids' room with like tiny tiny beds, and I think Taylor Armstrong got it. Like yeah, then she slept in her suitcase, so it was fine. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out in the end. I want to go home. Oh, oh God, so good those lips. Those lips. This one is so exciting. Ebony K. Williams will soon be a guest co-host on The View. The reality TV personality is one of many guest co-stars that will take a seat on the popular ABC talk show in hopes of landing a permanent spot left open by Megan McCain. Glad Megan's gone. To be gotta honest. take care of my daughter Liberty. Um, but and also, you know who else is going to be a guest host is Cameron. Cameron Eubanks from Southern Charm. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, now, Ebony would be great. Ebony is built for this job. That's the job she's made for. But I do love the flavor of Cameron. Yeah, but I'm wondering. I don't know, know if she has a backbone. To be, is like Ebony going to be really conservative on this show if she's replacing Meghan McCain? Like, and you know, I should Cam? look more into this. I, I have been very interested in the Ebony K. Williams uh, Fox News of it all. Yeah. Um, well, she, you know, and I know you got to do what you got to do to get where you got to go. Yeah. And you can also, you can, you don't have to be completely Fox News. Like, you know what I mean? And she doesn't work there still. But like that, that, I, you know, I, so I, you know. I actually, so Taria actually from um, What Else Is Going On, everyone listen, best show. Um, she interviewed Ebony uh-huh. and Ebony said, that basically she, when she takes a job, she looks and says, like, where could, does my voice need to be heard? And that's why she picked Fox. Because and I love that. If like they that let your voice be heard. Yeah, and she felt like your... that she needed to be represented. You know, like she. And needed... I love that. I mean, that is great. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many other people of color are on Fox News. But, so. well, I think that there's, I feel like, I don't know. I won't go into that. But. She said, basically, I think that a lot of people said that she was complimentary to Trump. I don't think she was planning to vote for him, but she was, she would say what he did right until Charlottesville. And then she called him racist. And that's when the audience turned on her because they loved her before that. But I do Mm. think that she's not like super, super, super leftist. Like, I mean, I'm like a democratic socialist practically. So, I mean. Oh, we know Mr. Marx. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Bernie. Um, Give it to me. (laughs) uh, I wish I did have that jacket though that Bernie has because it looked so warm. But anyway. (laughs) Mm, um, I love love Bernie. Um, Mm, But I think that I don't, I don't know. We'll see how she, I guess we'll see right. what she gets on to. Yeah. I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, I think she definitely has, she is trained well in that department. I don't know how well being a newscaster actually really fits there, to be honest. It's not necessarily news. So, like, 
Well, you know, but she's she, a commentator. She, she does have a great TV. commentator vibe. And she's an attorney. I, I, I want her to keep it light enough that it doesn't go, even if she's on more of the right side, to keep it light enough and to be, you know, I, I want her to be honest. And I think she'll be honest. But it's just, it's hard for me to see Ebony K. Williams in the position that she's been in. And then to like, you know, it, it's just hard oh, when mean, anybody like takes, not, takes care of Trump. Right, like, I don't want you right. to be right because you're supposed to be right. You know what I mean? Like the producers are like, well, you have to be the Meghan McCain of this show. Like you've got to oh, argue for okay. that. Yeah, because I, I do think that they right. always need one person. I mean, you have the Elizabeth Hasselbecks and things like that that are always fighting for that. And then there's people in the middle and then there's people that are deep left. You got your choice. But like, I, I just don't want her to be the one person that's standing for the be. side that I don't think that she believes in. You yeah. know what I mean? Just because it is a great opportunity. And that's hard. I mean, that's a hard situation. And the great part of that, that show is that it's not really edited that much. So like, you kind of get to see what happens. And so I think that if it was edited, they could make Ebony look worse. But I think that she really stands strong in what she believes. And I think she has a really good ability to see both sides of everything, which has made her a good housewife with this cast. I do think that she has the ability to take in both sides and see like what you were saying, like she could say what Trump was doing was i i can't even finish that sentence yeah. so never, mind. never mind i don't agree <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but you know what i mean I, i'm interested to see that i think cameron i don't know if cameron fits the show like that but i think she'd be better on like the talk because i don't know if she has the prowess to talk about everything that they're talking about she's pretty light pretty light and fluffy which i yeah. love which makes her fun. Like exactly. her, her light and lightness makes her fun. But I feel we'll like see. I keep it deep and dark. Deep and dark. I'm like, I have to like tell myself days like, okay, okay. Ease She's up. going spelunkings, unking, unking. <laughs> yeah, up. you do, you do, you do. Gratitude, Woo. ease up. Gratitude, ease up. Ooh, 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 refreshing. It's like a Sprite tent at an amusement park. <laughs> I'm getting sprayed, honey. Okie dokie. Real-time revelations. Let's talk about this week. Let's just start with Roni, I guess. Um, Roni was clearly not what was supposed to be. Do you think that they cut episodes from the middle? Or do you think that this was supposed to be the original finale? Um, I don't know. I think that this was probably supposed to be the original finale. And they cut things from the middle. I I almost feel like those four weeks that they left off, they had filmed a lot without like Sonia. Sonia. Yeah. I think that it was like a lot of, a lot of like smaller group scenes. Right. But I thought, I loved that Sonia told Harry he's toxic. Oh, also, like the women need to listen to her, see her, feel her, they listen never to her. Will. It's just so rude to like discount her feelings and then like also be rude to her about drinking and being upset, like about things when you're constantly ca- calling a man that actually hurt her feelings. Like exactly. he hurt her. He, I think she really thought he wanted to get married to her. Oh, absolutely. It was, it's disgusting. Yeah. And I think- Harry's a love bomber. But He's the thing about bomb. it, yeah, oh, he definitely is. It's your love bombing me. Your love bombing um, me. But I think that it's so hard because all of these women are such narcissists, you know, Ramona and Luann. And they're not real friends to anyone. You know, she has her 50 girlfriends and even Sonia, like they don't really see each other at this point. They're very they're much so filming. social friends. But like I they... hate 
you know, but I think that it's probably a me problem because, you know, I don't make really surface friends. It's one of my biggest weaknesses because I feel like if you're not in line with my values and you're not going to actually be there for me and I, cause you know, we both give so much as a friend that like, I don't have time right. for I care. friendships. I care. Exactly. I, I think that's why Ed, I have always connected to Sonia too. I really, for me, I don't have time because for me, like those social friends, it, I mean, when I'm out and I'm drinking with you, I give you a lot. Yes. I have a lot to give. And honestly, I can give that same energy to strangers. So like, I don't need casual acquaintances that I'm going to embarrass myself in front of. Um, I need true friends that I'm going to embarrass myself in front of. That you can talk about your trauma of. with, that you can right. like lean on when you have a bad day. And we do the same, you know, we take right. on a lot of people's issues, but I think I hate, I hate, I hate like what Ramona and Luann always do to Sonia, like say, we love you. We love you basically, basically to keep her quiet. And I'm like, you don't love her. You're entertained by her. You That's don't love difference. me. You never loved me. Exactly. Exactly. Liar. Where was your love bombing me from this week? Where was that? I, I can't even Wasn't remember. It, didn't Sonia say that about Harry? Oh yeah. 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 Okay, that's where it was. I was like, I, I, that was on TV this week. You're yeah. love bombing me. So true. But so yeah, but we true. actually love you, Sonia. Totally. Well, actually, I have a lot of issues. I have a lot, you know, as a friend, Sonia, we have a lot to fucking But she doesn't about. have real friends have to lot, help her. Yeah, you got a lot to be held accountable for, boo. Yes. But... but We'll talk you, about it. I, I think she's the most genuine of all of them. So there's, th- I think Sonia is the one that could do the work. Yeah. If, if she had people that believed in her, but she doesn't. So, and like uh, people that kept her real. Like it's I, hard, you know, yes. when you have well, people that I, always I, She's say not yes. stupid. There's a difference yeah. between like, like she understands that those really, she wants those relationships to be better. It's hard because she works with those people too. Yeah. She wants those relationships to be real and she loves those people. It's hard. It would be very hard. When you have people like that, where you kind of have that kind of relationship, but you also have a history. And in normal life, you would be like, listen, you fucked me over this many times. I'm cutting you off. We're done. Like, this is toxic. But she actually can't. Like, she needs a paycheck. Like, and so, and so when you're with them all the time, you get wrapped back up into that. I mean, Ramona and Luann are the ones that are love bombing her, to be honest. It's very manipulative the way that they use, like, like you talk about her way behind her back and she just has to be okay with it. But that's where those outbursts come from. It's all of this isolated anger that like she, she feels like, and she watches them do it, but she's never like, listen, you talk so much shit about me and you say, you're sorry. You talk shit. You say, you're sorry. Why can you never just be my friend? Right. And but I, so, did, I do think she needs real friends in the real world that like actually opened her eyes because she seemed receptive at some points of Ebony, but then she still went back into Caddy. Like right. she does talk too much. No, she doesn't. Like <laughs> you guys have a lot to learn. Sit down. <laughs> right, exactly. But I, I think the thing about Sonia is Sonia said many times that she's like an extroverted introvert. So I do think that she really just enjoys a lot of her alone time and that's why yes. she travels. So like, I think she gets all of her socialization that she can handle from housewives, which, but I so get that. Cause that's exactly me. And so like, I think, think- I, I don't think she has the space outside of this show, yeah. which is a very social show to make other friends. Well, once because, she's off the show, honey, girl, we love class, you, baby. We'll you. 
or <laughs> next season when those people might not be on the show. We'll see. Yeah. I did listen to um, I, Andy Cohen was on Homophilia a couple weeks ago, and he said they were talking about all the rumors about Roni, and he said that every single rumor about Ramona was completely false, that she was not refusing to go to the reunion that she wasn't fired, everything that anybody said about Ebony was completely false, that everything that was happening with Roni was a production standpoint, and they were making decisions, and they wanted to make sure before, they just wanted to make sure that they were preserving Roni in the sense, and that they had Salt Lake City, and they were ready to go with it, and if something's not working, you move on for a minute, and then you'll figure it out later, and I was like, that's I mean, that's a great business standpoint. Like, Yeah, and that's what they did with Orange County. I mean, I honestly, at this point, I hope they don't bring Ramona back. I feel like she, uh, she's, I, she's always lived been her a life. monster, like we talk about. But right. I feel like at some point, like... I, I don't know if she can beauty. exist in this world yes. on TV. I And you know what? That's like, you know, I mean... That's older people. We both grew up in a small in small towns with older people. And sometimes I, I don't know how they would fare in you know, on TV all the time with people being so direct to them. Right. Not that they're bad people, but like Ramona is who she is. And she's always been who she was. Unfortunately, not a good fortunately, person. we're seeing who she is. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's just not a good person. It's But we've always seen who she is. We're just seeing it in different spaces. And these spaces I don't think it's ever been this magnitude. Like, well, I think yeah, that everything else is a little bit smaller. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like when you see her be a monster about... She's not empathetic. Ramona's not an empathetic person. She d- she'll yeah. say she's sorry, but she doesn't really have any empathy, and that's just because she's a narcissist. Yeah. And you know what? Narcissism is a disease. And to that, I say, get well soon. Get well soon, <laughs> bitch. Uh, and then, uh, oh, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills. Oh, how to s- do we hire Patrick? No, I don't even want to hire him. I just want to be his friend, like Patrick. Oh. Come the fuck over here. Oh, I have an idea. I don't understand why we haven't canceled Vanderpump Rules and we haven't started the state of the Hilton estate, the new Vanderpump Rules, where we just follow all of uh, Kathy Hilton's domestic workers. And because they all were classy, sassy, and fun, you could tell that Kathy has a really good relationship with all of them. And I want to literally the new Vanderpump rules to be Patrick and the rest of the staff. It wow. was, he was so, when he took that bell away from Lisa Renna. Oh my God. Was that not everything? And when that said- is totally me with all these rich drunk people on Friday nights. Literally. I'm like, you've had enough. Like, at the Hilton. Uh, you uh, at the Hilton. On, yes. You could be on the show. Literally. I was waiting on this like 55 year old man last night. Like I'm talking like, 55 year old man like blacked out in a restaurant he goes to get his wallet out of his pants he falls like face first on the ground out of his chair and i just like grab him like a mom and like lean him up and he was like he was like thanks and i was like you're done i'm taking your wine and i just walked away (laughs) and i was like here's your check you need to go back up to your room i've got your key card ready and if you lose it i've already called the front desk Oh my gosh. And I was like, you've had enough with this bell, young lady. (laughs) This was fun. This was fun the first time. This was fun the second time. But you get no more Cabernet, okay? This is for your own good. But you're embarrassing yourself. Love that. No, I couldn't. I Oh, so funny. Yeah. When 
Kyle walked in and he said, what's your name? <laughs> he said, who's Kyle? And she's oh like, I'm God. Mrs. Hilton's sister. And I'm like, he doesn't know you, bitch. Oh he, my God. He was Kathy Hilton and he I don't know her. And Mariah, and Mimi, Mariah Mimi Carey. Like, yes. I don't know her. I don't know. So good. Patrick was perfect. I need caviar pie. I need there to be Kathy Hilton curated vodka in the bottle. Yes. Oh. Mm. oh my and God. then so um, the re I, I did look Mauricio is kicking it up. Give Mar Mauricio is so fucking funny. I loved the anniversary dinner and I loved Kyle was surprised you lit those candles by yourself. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. You get my candles. But also, like, if I'm ever gonna have rock crab, like, can somebody, if I'm that rich, can somebody crack it for me? Um, I like, love that. I like, don't need to be malloting at my dinner. <laughs> yes, I love, and especially with a mic on. Shout out to Brianna Rowe, who is the best crab cracker I've ever seen in my entire life that we saw at your wedding, Clindy. Oh, uh, that's we, true. She, I've never seen somebody clean a crab like that, so she should be professionally hired. The yeah, Mauricio, crab. call it, give her a call. Um, Maurice, crazy old Maurice, give her a call. <laughs> um, I loved when Kyle is like pouring her heart out. And I I think maybe she was a little tipsy or maybe she was just oh, nervous yeah. to talk about it. How like her Do mom- Do you think Kyle gets high too with Mauricio? She never seems high, but yes, you never know. Yes, because I think so. Because don't you remember on Beverly Hills, like season, I don't know, two, three, early seasons, um, Brandy called them out and said like, the last time I got high was at your house with you. And so I think, yeah, I think not as much as Mauricio. Well, she, she clearly has a very sensitive system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she, that's great. She should get high. She has a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Same. I'm sure it helps too. Um, But I wish, I, I, it just makes me tired. It just, I'm not, oh. it's not my. You need the Delta 8 CBD, honey. You need it. It's I do, the, I do CBD. You should do Delta 8, though. Do the Delta 8 strain. I'll look into it. Send me some. Yeah. Um, oh, I will. I will. I will. It, for it me works. and Stella. We a, half, a half a gummy, literally, like, oh, it I just can't do cools, gummies. calms me. I can't. I can't do gummies. Okay. Well, I can get you. I can get you other things. We have, we, have other, we have other alternatives. I have texture issues. But I love okay. that oh, Kyle's, okay. like, pouring her heart We can blend him, it. And yeah. she's like, are you listening? And he said, you said this three times. <laughs> love it. It, yeah. And that's such a Kyle thing because he just, but he wasn't responding yeah. and was very into the food. So I understand, like, I've got to keep repeating it because you're really enjoying the crab and you're hot. Oh, so funny. Love, love, love. I love those lighter moments. And Kyle, though, when she's not high, is, I mean, she said that Vanderpump was the Mike Fisher. No, we all know. Bobby she Fisher. is Bobby Fisher. Uh, Mike, his brother. Bobby Fisher. Uh, he, Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Bobby Fisher. <laughs> um, but this episode was one of the most manipulative I episodes. I, 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 I was watching it. So first of all, that dinner. No, Patrick, well, well, I'm I mean, sorry. I would have flipped that motherfucking well, table. Well, sitting, not that dinner, sitting, sitting with Sutton, Blah, 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 oh. going through the house, getting the information, then then not inviting Sutton to the dinner at Crystal's, but inviting Carcel, which that food looked phenomenal. Invite me to dinner at Crystal's um, to just talk shit about Sutton was like, it seemed like a weird, like mean girls three-way call where they were like going to invite, they were going to like call Sutton and be like, see, Garcelle's talking shit about you too. Like they were like setting Garcelle well, up. Brett, like She's not mad at you. 
Yeah, and she passed the test. She passed the fucking test. And then to like go into that dinner, and I mean, it was it was hard to watch. This was, I mean, they called it dinner party from hell too. I don't think that I would call it that just no. because dinner party party from hell was fun for me. No, that. Was, know that. Know that. And we got to meet the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. I mean, it was just oh, so delicious. Enough, that. enough. <laughs> I, wait, who is your friend, Kyle? Oh, oh nice like, to meet you, Faye. Oh, wait, I remember Faye. Weren't you right. in pay, play play Ray after, after the OJ trial? Yes, Camille season one of BH. So good. Your spread. <laughs> I saw your spread. <laughs> we should find that. I do want to. I, I mean, I don't want to see, but I do want to see the morally corrupt favorite. And they're like, didn't you do Playboy Camille? <laughs> like, you, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was just talking about her spread, not my spread. Not my spread. I wear lingerie. I did classy. <laughs> right. Classy Playboy. Um, but then they go to that dinner and the dinner was hard for me. I have, I love that Lisa Renner was wasted looking like she was, um, from uh, David Bowie in the labyrinth meets like some sort of limousine driver from the 1970s. um, She looked insane. She looked like David Spade from Night at the Roxbury. Like she she looked like David Spade. Joe Dirt. Dirt. Yes. Joe, Joe Dierte. Dear Tay, that's who she was. Yes, but I did was, love her, like playing with Muffy, like <laughs> it was just Muffy. And I need caviar pie. I need caviar pie. But have you had um, caviar? I haven't had. I mean, I've had it on food, but I haven't had it like big old rich. Do you spoonful. like it? I love it. Oh. I love it. It's got like a nice salty. Yeah, like I've had it on scallops and things like that, but I've never had it in a substantial amount, like on a bellini. Okay, well, they ever, they overdo it. They, them in New York, like, oh my god, they, they, they in freaking business. They love that shit. Um, I, I I was a little confused by uh, Sutton's Mister Magoo outfit. If you were trying to be taken seriously, but Sutton Kathy, always consistently has bad fashion. So, I, I mean, the couture fashions just aren't working, honey. They're not working. They're not working for you. I don't know. I, I don't need to really get into the whole discussion. Yeah, we don't have honest. to talk about it because yeah. I don't I did to, respect, I'm trying to keep it light. I, I did respect Garcelle understanding humanity and being like, we gotta stop, guys. Like I I I felt the tension in that moment and Garcelle's like this is enough was very like refreshing to me because I felt like that was so real in the instance where Kyle was like, no, we got to push for TV. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, felt Garcelle was still an asshole to Garcelle. Like Garcelle. No, I know. Well, yeah. I, mm. yeah. Okay. We're done. Bitch. We're done. Yeah, yeah. Bitch. But back to Potomac where are we mad at Ashley? <laughs> I loved that point by Robin where she asked Giselle if they were mad at Ashley. Are we mad at her? Are we mad at Ashley? Uh, I just need to know. Oh, and then Karen giving that like grand dom speech to like nobody. Oh my God. To no, my family, my friends, was, the constituents yeah. of Surrey County. And then, yes, the constituents. <laughs> and then she's like, good news. Three wick candles are coming. Surrey County, worry no more. This is my friend, Wendy Osop. She'll have one wick candles that nobody here will want, but I will have three wick candles. So worry not. Poor Escala getting the door shut on her all the fucking time. Oh, that woman is a poor thing. So funny. 
so funny. And then I I loved when um, Mia completely got the quote wrong about the G- Giselle. But I do love that she owned it. She was like, that's kind of what you meant. Like, that's what you meant. And yeah. I love, I love she's like, she goes, maybe she didn't even say bitch. Yeah, right. Maybe, <laughs> I love that she was like, maybe she didn't. Maybe that was completely wrong. But then that was the feeling. I love that she was like, you did. Like, I, guess, I said it all with you did. <laughs> Uh, and then she was like, well, maybe you didn't, but you know. That's what you meant. That's what you meant. And she's right. <laughs> but she I meant. always, and that's what I always rem- like think about, like, when I, when I uh, get so crazy on these shows, especially with, um, like, these conversations, you know, uh-huh. and um, they are drinking always. Yes, yes I'm drinking Luann. Um, I mean, and also, Robin. it's was- so hard to remember like your exact words and and someone else's exact words i mean i'll get i'll get off recording here and not even somebody will say something like you said that and i'll be like i don't remember at all oh my gosh i I torture myself every time i have no idea what i said about everything i I literally don't know what i said oh my god why did i say that and i'm like i hope they get it and because it's so hard too when you say like little things like you can't maybe that's why dorit talks so much is because you need to like you need the backstory like i meant it in this context about this because it is hard to be misunderstood. But I also, it's hard to remember exactly what someone says to you. And you always bring what, like, your interpretation to something else. So when someone says something to you and it's a bad night and you're already in a bad mood and you're like, oh, God, you really. Or, you know, someone who's like you're not getting along with. Of course, they're going to take it more personally. And so I always do feel bad when in Housewives, they'll be like, you said this. And then they'll play back what they actually said. And but that really is probably what they've heard. I have, yeah, absolutely. I and I have to be real. Like Mia's given me everything. I love that. That is what I want from a housewife. I love that she was like in my head. She called you a bitch ass, whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then she was well, we like, well, bitch. well, maybe yeah, we guess bitch. Uh, and but I do love that she was sitting there. And she was like, well, maybe that's not what you said, but that was the what you meant. And I yeah. was like, okay. And that's where a lot of housewives go wrong. Is that they stick to what they said to somebody else instead of saying, okay, I got the words wrong, but this is the message you were sending across, right? Because you notice it didn't really blow, blow up because she fucking diffused that. She was like, you're right. Maybe you didn't say that, but that's what you meant, right? Yeah. And that's what I thought you meant. And and that's what everybody else thought you meant too. So Yeah. yeah, good, good app. It was a good episode. You know, I feel like Potomac is giving us the drama, but with a lot of levity and lightness. And yes. it's really, it's really smooth. It's They're nice. They're doing housewives yeah. the right way. It's really, and it's what we need next to New York and Beverly Hills. And um, I, I'm guessing it's what we, I'm a little mad that Salt Lake City put a new housewife in there, I have to say. I don't think that we, and I'll, I'll judge when she comes in, but yeah, I don't we'll think that we need one in the midst of everything that's going to happen. If you're accusing somebody of being a cult leader and just all the Jin Shaw shit, but we'll see how she goes. Cause I feel like she's going to be a Jin Shawist. Yeah. I feel like she's on the Shaw. She's the Shawshank redemption. If you know what I mean. Um, and I also mm. loved when they had, uh, when they were going back to the cottage and they made that oh. huge to go box of the Chinese food. Because, yes. Yeah. They're like, I'm not breaking bread with them. Yeah. And then Wendy was like throwing the egg roll. She's like, this is kind of yeah i love that and i love the mid-season finale i love that macy gray is blessing (gasps) our so what was it uh not 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 our vow renewal so so nice we had to do it twice yeah (laughs) i love that she's gonna be our singer 
I tried to say goodbye, say goodbye and, and I, I stuck. I tried to walk, to walk away, away but I and stumbled. When I stumbled. Love, when I Love Macy Gray. Remember that video on the bus until I die. And, and I will remember it. her singing the theme song for us, Told by Ginger Forever. That was her? Yeah. I love that song. I love As Told by Ginger Me so too. much. Yes. The grass is always greener on the other side. We love you, Macy Gray. Uh, we love you, Macy, Macy Gray. If you have a time slot open and you'd like to be a part of this, you are our <laughs> La Dame. Okay. Yeah. Anywho's. Let's sit back, relax, and get ready for the cool stylings of the Rewind Remind of the premiere date of March 25th, 2008. What were we listening to? We're still listening to Love in This Club by Usher. And we're also listening to American Boy by Estelle and Kanye West. I love that song. I love that song. Me too. It's on the playlist, y'all. Um... And then in the box office, still Horton Hears a Who and Meet the Browns, which good for them. Horton Hears the Who is having a good moment. I love that movie. So good. But I mean, kids movies do really well, too, in theaters. Because yeah, who doesn't? I mean, I hate taking children to theaters, but I understand why. Well, and uh, I feel like kids see them and then adults see them and you have to take multiple kids. You know what I mean? Yes, that's true. That's true. And and kids of a certain age really do well in movies. Yeah. I think the little kids just don't do well. And and I actually think that like in 2008 was the peak of long movies and we're getting back to shorter movies for kids. Not like Marvel movies are very long, but they deserve to. You have to tell the story. You have to tell the story. And on TV, we're list- we're watching What Would You Do, which I don't remember at all. Do you remember that show? Um, I can't remember. I think this was maybe the show where that they would do like, they would set up scenarios, like kind of like punked, but like okay. not funny. It was like. Yes. Would what would up- you do in this situation? Yeah. And it was like, would you do the right thing and like stand up and say something? Oh, or- wait, I do remember that show. I do. Is that it's what kind- it was- I think? I know there was a show like that. And I there was that, that show, was and then one. there was one of those anger shows where they like would poke people until they would get angry and see how uh, long boiling points. That's what that was called. Boiling points, yeah. And then there was fear factor. I was like, I you. would not last in boiling points. They were like, oh, you no, have fear factor. What was that one called? The one that scared you? Oh, oh, no, no, no! I remember that scare one. They, tactics. Scare, scare tactics. I fucking hated that. Uh, it would make me so I mad because I'd be like, if you brought a everything. damn UFO out here, you're not my friend. You're not my friend. Like, why would you do that? To I me? don't know her. If you if you do that to me, I don't know her. How <laughs> could you do to that say. to me? Question mark. <laughs> How could you do that to me? Um, uh, and then of course our beloved fairly odd parents, obtuse rubber goose. Oh, so good. Love. And what what was in the headlines? A report yesterday from the troubled housing industry said that housing prices suffered their worst monthly plunge in four decades but that buyers were starting to come out of the woodwork for the first time in seven months since the housing collapse began. The New York Post. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a depressing... I, 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 I try to forget, like, that was such a huge plunge. We forget that that was close to depression. It, it, yeah, was, it was very terrible. close. Fashion trends, sack dresses, and baby doll tops with shorts, which I do totally remember yes. baby doll tops with shorts. Remember short shorts, short not just shorts, and big heels. Like sometimes you couldn't even tell somebody was wearing a short because yeah. their jellyfish top was cascading over their leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and the celeb gossip: um, we have Victoria Beckham and son Romeo Five 
arrive in London's Heathrow Airport on Monday to watch dad David try for his 100th cap in appearance at the soccer game. So it's the 100th appearance at a soccer game. Love that. Romeo, I think, is the one now that's dating that girl that got her eyes and he got her eyes tattooed to the back of his neck so that she could always see behind him. Oh. Wild. She apparently has beautiful eyes, but a wild tattoo to get. They're like, this is the kind of information that you get from this shallow podcast that I know what's on the back of Romeo Beckham's neck. Yeah, and they're uh, so young. What a beautiful, oh yeah, he's very young. Yeah, they're they're engaged. And then like he got the eyes tattooed on the back of his neck. He's very, okay. I mean, you know, that's, that's a choice. That's a choice. And what's next in the celeb goss? Paris Hilton arrives ready to rock and roll with boyfriend Benji Madden, whose band Good Charlotte was slated to perform at the My Coke Fest 2008 at the Kenny, how do you say that? Kenilworth race course in Cape Town, South Africa on Monday. The My Coke Fest. Are we talking about Coca-Cola? I think so. <laughs> okay, hopefully. Well, Who knows? Interesting. I am so Kathy Hilton's daughter. <laughs> the daughter of Kathy Hilton that Patrick does know. I'm mm. sure. Oh my God. Did you see that clip of Baron Hilton and his wife on the um Oh my balcony? God, on the staircase? Yeah, listening and laughing to them. Oh, so good. So That's hilarious. I, I had listened to Kath um, explain with Paris and Nikki. And I think that's the moment that Paris and Nikki found out that Kath was filming the show. Stop it. They didn't know till then. They didn't know because she didn't tell them. Well, I knew and, that, but I didn't yeah, know. It was yeah. That because long. Baron called them and told them that she's filming at the house. So it had oh. to be that moment. It wouldn't have been those littler moments. You know, that house is so big. So like even though, like that little tennis moment or, or when Kyle's over there, you could have just been filming with Kyle. Right. So That's I think that so was crazy. the real moment that they found out. Which I is... just loved it so much because it was such like little kid energy. And they're big kids. I, I you know, when, and that's when, his wife. Like he's sitting yeah. there with his wife. Like I just love that that they're like sneaking, watching. You know. Yeah, and it's like such a serious conversation. <laughs> they're just enjoying because if you are listening to it, like then you just shut the fuck up. Like Erica's like demon gremlin voice would probably be very entertaining if you took the context out. Yeah, but I feel like that you would know so, like, you know, they know the local gossip or whatever. And so I, I don't know. Like be- I feel like sometimes people like that are just very far removed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that he really interacts in that way. I mean, he has to know what's happening. Yeah, of course, for sure. But like, and his wife too. Oh, she probably definitely knows. You know, to be listening... And just yeah. laughing. But that's and, what I'm like. I wonder how you have hard to think about. Be. Yeah. And you have to think about how long those dinner parties are. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I mean, there could have been four hours of funny footage that was just never shown because yeah. they wanted to get the story across. And they were laughing at that part. And then, yeah, but I just yeah. wonder, like, at what point you like walk away or like intervene. You know what I mean? Like, not saying that they needed to do that. I'm just like, in general, what would you do? What would <laughs> you do? Right. <laughs> Okay, let's get down to the episode. Episode four, Real Housewives season one called Social Wife. Um, I'm still dying by Luann's tagline. Luann never feels guilty about being privileged because that's not changed. She never Uh-oh. feels guilty. About Unfortunately. Being right. Not one type of privilege ever makes her feel guilty. So we open up with Alex, Bethany, Jill, and later Luann will uh, join for a girl's night out. And they're... Um, 
And Alex doesn't normally go to girls' night out without yes. uh, without Simon. So Simon's like looking through the windows of the uh right. The restaurant, he was you know, like, totally to there with like a newspaper across yes. the table. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, a, like an orange wig. Like oh, oh, I just have <laughs> nobody will notice me. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then. She's literally, I did, you can totally tell that Alex was not, didn't know these people very well. She's already talking about Francois and how he, he's quite sad that he doesn't have homework. He wants homework. Um, and he can sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in Latin. And um, I'm like, okay, but I mean, yes, that's impressive, sure. But that doesn't mean you know Latin. Yeah. Didn't show it. I don't know if I believe it. Uh, yeah. You don't see him speak that much. And if he can sing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" in Latin, then why can't we get him to fucking spray Kate Nasher spray and get that mop out of here? I'm so confused. I I literally can't even concentrate on scenes when Alex is out. I don't know when they're filming. Maybe it's humid. I don't fucking care. Her hair was. Insane, like it was just everywhere. Was just like, and then we speak and all I was imagining was like slugs coming out of her mouth while Ew. her Van Helsing like hair was just like huge and like blah. It was just like it's killing me. It's killing me. I can't understand why this she... is pre glam. You know, we all had brushes and hair products though. We did. We did. Maybe we that's her hair at the be- at her best. Well, you know, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know. Um, what to say about that's that. a true American tragedy. That's what I have to say. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Maybe she's fried it too much. I don't know. I just think she needs professional help. And Francois can stop twinkle twinkling and start spray spray spraying because I feel like there's some product that could make it better. Or maybe on humid days, she could just put it up. Just put it up. I don't know. Anyways. So at the same time of um, Alex and Jill, we're also having Ramona out with her girlfriends because she's not invited to this party because Jill and Ramona are still a beef and hard. And um, Ramona doesn't know what a squad is called. She yes, is, she's out with Cindy and Jody, Who are complimenting Ramona's body. Yes. And Ramona is like 50 at this time. We do yes. have to give... I, I always forget how old she is, but she is like 50. Um and she's t- showing them how that she does, keeps her butt up. And she's like, I do it like this. And she's just doing a squat. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's called, a, it's called a squat, Ramona. And I love that she was like a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she doesn't know what a squat is. Yeah, but she is in great shape. Yeah. I, great and then shape. she says, Ramona says, you know, women, I, I take that as a compliment because women are more critical than men. And I was like... That is so contradicting from where you said you sent your uh, daughter, daughter to only girls' school. Because her self-esteem is higher. Yeah, right? Exactly what we said last week, proving us right. Um, and then Luann finally makes it to the dinner. And she's, like, scorched. And at first, we think it's just a sunburn, which she does seem to have a sunburn. And But she has, like, a literal, like, meth burn on her titty from leaning into a lamp while she's cleaning lice out of her kid's hair. And she's like, don't worry, it's from Switzerland. It's Swiss lice. 
<laughs> and I was like, did they get on a plane with lice, though? Like, did they leave from the Switzerland camp with lice in their hair on a plane? To yeah, like, work? I hope you flew private. Like, did they give a whole plane lice? <laughs> like, oh, that God. is my extreme fear. Like, I, I'm like Bethany, like, scratching myself just thinking about it. Those videos they used to show you in school about lice are the most terrifying things. They're like alien invaders. And, and I, they look huge in those videos. Yes. And this is where Jill shines. Jill Zarin, MD. Forget about Doogie Hauser. We got Jill Zarin. Because this bitch is, she was like, I can't believe she's saying this. And then Luann's exactly. like. Exactly. No, but I, that's what I was going to say is that she said that she was shocked that she said it in front of people she didn't know. And that showed that Jill, if she really is your true friend, she's a good friend because she did not throw you under the bus saying Luann's probably going to be late because her kids have lice. She wasn't going to say a Uh, word. Also, when she mentioned it, she didn't actually say anything about herself either. She waited for Luann to prompt her. Mm -hmm. She didn't let her know like that she knew or anything. She was really a good friend. Jill is a good friend. Yeah, she acted like she was shocked. She was like, oh, wow. And And then she was like, and then I called Jill and she was like, and then I knew she was like, I, I'm like a doctor. I can fix the problem. I know it all. She said she she didn't know, but I knew. (laughs) She's like, I Googled it. I emailed her everything. I love her. I love her too. Um, And then, and then Luann is meeting Alex Van Helsing for the first time. And they have like an Italian off. It's yeah. like who can speak Italian better? Which Luann, Luann of all things, really is a linguist. She is very good at speaking foreign languages. Like it is very impressive. I don't. Maybe she does just talk to girlfriends all the time that are like 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 that girlfriend from Saint Bart that speaks Italian, uh, the French. Like maybe she just speaks languages all the time. But she's very fluid. And Alex did a great job too. Except and, and, with we instead of C, but uh, yeah, I know. get it. Multiple language. Problems. Well, I'm sure she was very nervous too. I mean, yeah, you, and I mean, cameras it's hard. are on. It's you. hard. Yes, I never. Especially when people you, do that, like switch it back and forth. So, oh yeah, never. Very and, impressive, especially those romantic languages going oh, between like Italian, French, and Spanish because they are very similar but completely different. Yes, that's because when I was in Italy, I kept like we would try to listen to. Um, because Matt drove, obviously, part of it. But when we were would be driving, we would listen to, like, on Spotify, like, learning the language or whatever, just the, like, quick tidbits. And I would keep saying things in Spanish. And I was like, oh, no, never mind. Close. Yeah, because it's, it's very similar, yeah. but it's completely different. Yeah. It's, and Jill it, says that she gets jealous because she barely speaks English. And I'm like, uh, you're so, so relatable. Real. But You're so, so relatable. So relatable. And I loved it. I loved Jill is just so likable. And then, and then uh, Alex and clearly impresses Luann, and she goes, "You're obviously a very sophisticated lady." And then she goes, "We should go to karaoke with my niece sometime." <laughs> <laughs> a very sophisticated lady act going to karaoke with Nicole. Alex oh. goes to karaoke karaoke with Nicole, and she sings opera. Oh. Yes, she's literally yes, yes, yes. yes. She's like, oh, oh, so good. We're your biggest fans. Oh, um, and then we're back to Ramona and her friends, and now they're getting hit on. Um, and by who? Tom. Tom. Shocking. 
He's been around. They're always around. I wonder what Luann thinks of that one. Like, I feel like Luann was so, like, they all known Tom forever. BL. That was before Lou. Yeah. BL. Nobody cared. Um, and then these men, though, they're, like, intense. And they're not the right women. And then they call Joni a little lazy. No, they called Ramona lazy. Was it, was it Ramona lazy? Promiscuous. Oh, promiscuous. Okay, yes. yeah. They called Ramona lazy, which was the wrong. Ramona is anything but lazy. I think that he meant, I mean, I'm not going to defend him because Tom is the biggest asshole, but I think he meant when approaching men. Like, oh. we're lazy, you let the guys come to you. Gotcha. Is what I think he was That makes say. a little more sense. And then, but yeah, and Joni, you're so words. promiscuous. Yeah. Which all I could think of was promiscuous, promiscuous girl. girl. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could you're think of. You're teasing me. And then he goes, I only mean it in a good way. Don't be mad. What is it? Don't be mad. Don't, <laughs> Don't be, be mean. Vain. Don't be mad. Don't be me. Okay, give us some furtado. Toss me that furtado. Um, and then that one guy goes, there's something about you I, and I don't like you. And I was like, this is like fight terror. Like you're going to be blessed by an angel. Like, what are you talking about? Don't look at you. Must be you've been touched by an angel. Angel girl. girl. Yeah. Like it was, it was very weird. It was such a weird interaction, but where's Joni? And why but is Joni not on the show? Yeah, and why is Joni? Because Joni is beautiful. Like, yeah, I think beautiful. That, I'm pretty sure that, that she was supposed to be on at one point. I can't remember when. I Maybe would, I'm mixing her up with someone We should have got Joni instead of Elise and Barbara. Oh, my God. Barb the Builder. Can she tan it? Barb the Builder. <laughs> yes, she can. I will never forgive her for messing up that whole white room in fucking Miami. And not Getting, even noticing it. It was like... I My God, I would have freaked the fuck out. I would have been Googling... this room and you are not even gonna like... Everywhere. Blink. Everywhere. I need to know Barb's true color. I need to know Barb's true color. True Colors yeah, are on the streets. I need like to know. Yeah, Barb the Builder. Wow, but wow, wow. Also, Ramona, and I wonder because they're obviously like very cocky men and there yes. are cameras there. So I wonder if they're just trying to be on camera. You know what I mean? And like yeah, a little yeah. tipsy, but still such assholes. Like, please leave our screen. And Ramona yeah. literally says, like, I'm bored, get out. I, such a Ramona move. And she said that if she, if that's what's out there, then she'll stay Oh my God. Did forever. you, did you get the tingles? And I was like, I was like, Ooh, because in 13 years, you're going to be mingling and having dates with all of these men. Yep. 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 And then once they leave, Ramona starts doing the most Ramona thing, which is playing the blame game. She was like, you invited them over. You did this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Ramona, they were just assholes. Like, it's nobody's fault, like, but their own. <laughs> like, calm yeah. down. And, and I liked that Joni kind of put her in her place. She was like, no, I didn't. And that's why I want Joni around. I need Joan, Joan around. So we go back to dinner. And um, Luann comes back from the bathroom and Alex is too, or something like that. So they kind of separate into Alex and Lou and Jill and Bethany. There's like a couple off because Luann is very interested in that sophisticated lady who might opera at the next karaoke night. And Jill and Bethany, Bethany says she doesn't have anything in common with And um, doesn't really Alex. like new people, which yeah. And still very true of her. And, um, and Jill goes, I told you they're both European. They are not. Alex is from like Kansas. 
and, and Luann is from Connecticut. Okay, so I've always liked Connecticut. Like, no offense, Connecticut people. I, I know there's a couple ladies in my book club from Connecticut, and I'm obsessed with them. Um, but I just don't understand. I mean, Dorit Kemsley, too. That's they, what I was going to say. Luann yeah. and Dorit, what is it? Is there, like, a certain town that like is actually delusional because like delusion <laughs> runs in the water. Delusional Connecticut. Welcome yeah, to delusion. Like what is it that you think I don't you're know. European and that you like get a new accent? Well, like, I do think that Connecticut is surrounded by like all the Ivy Leagues. Oh, and okay. so I feel like you probably A, encounter a lot of people that are married to like very smart um people from other countries got it b i also think that you just get a lot of these like people that are worldly and educated and so that like they talk about their travels and so like i almost feel like connecticut might be a place that has like you know how a lot of states have their own identity i feel Mm -hmm. like connecticut lacks an identity and it is just like i don't think that there are people that have been from connecticut since like 1842 you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just a place where, like, all these Ivy League people have landed and they don't have pride in Connecticut. They have pride in their travels and education. Oh, okay. And so I think it makes them delusional. <laughs> like, all the children <laughs> deluded because they, you know, I do think that, like, having a sense of pride from of where you're from and having that grounding does give you an identity that I think some of these women from Connecticut lack. And men, we just don't see them. Or maybe they do have it. It's just not about Connecticut. <laughs> like it's That's just true. About- well, Connecticut is also very close to New York City. And so, like, it's kind of like a, a suburb offshoot where, like, you can go to the city and back in a day and live there. So I feel like maybe a lot of wealthy people live there that don't want their kids raised in the city, but go to the city often. Which gives you, like, a, you know, not a sense yeah. of home. Yeah, and a sense of delusion. And Dorit, an accent that doesn't belong to her. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, I, I we don't know what's going on. We don't let's know. Go, Honestly, let's, let's go to Connecticut. Yeah. I would love I, to. I love my book club. Ladies. Let's like, go Connecticut. Literally, my favorite lady in book club is from Connecticut. And let's do Connecticut, New Hampshire, Vermont. They're oh. like untold lands to me. And They're Connecticut like the... is Gilmore Girls, right? Maybe. I didn't yeah, Gilmore I did. Girls, but maybe. Um, and also, is that where Darcy and Stacey are from? from oh Miami my God, I was going to mention, I fucking love Darcy and Stacey. And so they are much. definitely drinking the delusion water. You know where Darcy and Stacey are originally from? West Virginia. They went to Marshall oh, University. They went to Marshall? They I went to fucking that, Marshall University. I they went to Marshall, but I, I caught it on their last episode. Oh my God, I didn't know that you watched Darcy and, and Stacey. I fucking love Darcy That is and the best show on television, okay? If I'm, you're not watching sorry, Darcy and Stacey. Love, we love Housewives and we have a show no. dedicated to it. But if you love delusion, please tune in to Darcy. Oh there my is God. no one that's more entertaining than those if, women. If we have a Patreon, it might have to be Darcy and Stacey based. The oh. amount of devastation, tears, sheer dramatics, and Darcy and Stacey, and then Darcy and Stacey's drunk friends. Oh my love, God. No, there's love, nothing that love. I don't love about them. I swear. Georgie, they- Florian, when Florian <gasps> turned on Georgie at when they went to meet their friends and then they oh. gang banged him, they were like, oh, so you think Georgie's a good person? Because we don't. <laughs> Oh my god! And when they um say prayers over their extension, oh, and Darcy claims oh, their, their extension, bad relationship. Their extension is bad. 
Eric it's like we've had bad extensions before. We've had bad extensions. <laughs> yeah, before. this season. This these season. had bad energy. These these this hair had bad energy. <laughs> remember, see? remember what happened to us? Oh my god. I, I oh have my god. never seen extensions so bad until I saw this season when they were in quarantine and they were clearly just sleeping on their hair. Oh my like, god, it but then was they were so matching bad. wigs because they couldn't oh. get their hair done. I just love their twinness. <laughs> and like my sister and I, I always text Michaela, my my we call each other Twitch because we're twin witches. And I always say, like, oh, my, oh my God. God, like, this will be us. I'm Our, dying. I'm like, literally crying. Darcy and Stacey. We are going to go psycho and delusional and live together and bless our hair. And my favorite episode is, I think it was literally the first episode of their show, like, their spinoff. And they're uh-huh. at dinner with, like, their boyfriends. And I don't I don't remember who uh, Darcy was with at that point, but I don't think it was Jordan. Who knows? And they're, like, maybe their dad was even there. And uh-huh. their dad had never heard their song. Uh, lock my number in your phone or whatever. And they're like, oh, we'll play it for you. And they're singing along to it. And they're like, oh, dancing. I'm like, that's fucking me. That is, yes. Okay. Yes. Love you. Love those women. Get those women on every show. Put them on everything. It's so fucking good. It's just too good. You can't even. And I... they're going to Turkey to get like the whitest teeth <laughs> on the market <laughs> and body makeover. Aspen and Anika. I mean, the show is like, I mean, it is perfection. Nathan and I call each other my angel, my snitchy, my boo-boo. Like Florio, the time. he's like oh. my angel. Sorry, my angel. My angel, my snitchy. Like it's so fucking good. The, the level of dysfunction and on the brim of a breakdown and what I love about it is the true honest insanity. Their feelings are real. He doesn't They're, love me. <laughs> he never loved me. Oh, but that's what, that's my favorite part. Um, I, I, I'm so excited to see their glow ups. I honestly looked and I might buy a House of Eleven jacket because you can buy them online oh my um, god and it's so cheap oh yeah i'm like obsessed anyways we gotta get back to the sorry episode. guys sorry but, please but watch you, it. you there might be some more Darcy, darcy and stacy coming your way because it is actually if you need something that just really revs your engines and actually is the lightness you want darcy and stacy delivers every week every week yeah. they give it to us um and then so they have the couple off i i told you they were european um and then Bethany was like, you know, I just don't like that many people. And, and Jill loves validation. And she's like, but I'm one of your people, right? And Bethany was like that. It was just such a sweet. And then she gave her a hug. Like, Jill just loves to be a good friend and loves being a friend. And yeah. Jill is just so fucking likable. Like, she's scrumptious. Um, and then we find out that Alex is a um, visual merchandiser for Victoria's Secret. So she has to go down to Ohio, which reminded me of Meredith Mark's husband, Seth, who also works in Ohio, where oh all God. those brands are, yeah, are made. Um, and that was just interesting to me because I felt like we hadn't really delved that much into what she did. Um, I, and then Alex goes... What me and Simon love to do is meet people that are richer and richer, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and higher like, and higher. Yeah. She was like circles. higher and higher social circles. And I was like, you like to meet people that are richer and richer. <laughs> That's what you like to meet. And then we get a little scene with Francois and everybody. And Francois has the most peculiar accent I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, it's uh, such he must a. must have grown up in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> There's no excuse. He might have. He might have. 
and his tutors were Darcy and Stacy. And um, then we go to another uh, couple on couple dinner with Bobby and Jill and Alex and Simon. And Bobby and Jill are mwah, 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 love you, baby. Like such a beautiful, nice couple. Like Bobby is such a good man. Just like uh, so I, the way he, he builds Jill uh, up. Oh my God. He loves her so much and she loves him so much. Their love is beautiful. Like truly like such a, I mean, such an inspiration and, and Bobby's one, I think this was his first toast. Here's to those who wish us well. And to those who don't, then he doesn't finish. And Alex goes, can go to hell. (laughs) And I was like, Alex, Bobby didn't finish it for a reason. You don't need to finish it. Yeah, we don't have censors yet. This is season one. Right. We don't have censors. Um, and and then Simon goes, Bobby's a man like me. Jill likes a Diet Coke and Bobby likes a good hard drink. And I'm like, go to the gay bar already. Like, you don't need to enunciate good hard drink. Like, you're making everybody uncomfortable. Um, and Jill does what Bethany was trying to kind of do. And says that Francois is a hard name and he needs to have a nickname. She just tells him, he needs to have a nickname. Do you have one planned? And Alex goes, well, he could go by Franck. And, and Jill's, Jill's like, let's make it Frank. Let's make it Frank. Yeah, but, right. And know, like laughs I, at her face. I am team say my fucking name and learn to pronounce it. My name's Kalindi. No, I don't have a nickname. No, you can learn it. I think learn people's names. Learn people. It's, I don't call care people what they want to be called. Yeah, we don't absolutely. We don't hard name it, but you know, Jill. I, I Jill understand well, what she said with well. about yeah. kids. I she didn't really mean about teachers. She meant kids can be mean, and yeah. I think you definitely don't make friends. I I do get frank, but like, I I I absolutely get what you're saying. I just thought it was funny the way she said it because. I mean, I do think that a lot of parents do not name their kids what they want to because they are scared of that because kids can be mean. But also kids are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. Well, yeah. And, and resilient. Like, you know what? Like, everybody's going to get made fun of for something. So, exactly. like, a- after a minute, like, it'll change. It'll change. And so if that's what you mean. an adult say it over and over. And kids, okay, if you can teach your kid twinkle, twinkle, little star in Latin and French, you can, so you can say a name. Right. And you can also teach them how to tell people, this is my name and that's yes. what I want to be called. Exactly. So, like, you have a nickname? No. And that's a really great lesson to teach a little kid. Yeah. Like, and this is who I am. And adults that are the problem, too. You know, like, oh, teachers, yeah. every teacher well, always asks me that. Well, they giggle and they also... Even my doctor it, asked me that recently. He's like, what do you go by? And I was like, Kalindi. Right. Like, I go by my name. Yeah. I, I get it all. The, but see, my name is so weird. Like, I, I love that everybody calls me. They, they're like is Joshua your name? And I'm just like, yes. Like, nobody's just fucking named Josh. Like, I've never met somebody just named Josh. And they're like, do you prefer Joshua or Josh? And I used to really prefer Josh. Now, like, if it's in a workplace setting, it doesn't bother me. Like, nothing really bothers me. Joshua. Yeah, like, if if I don't deal with you on a daily basis, that's, like, that often. If you want to call me Joshua every now and then, that's fine. It's just too formal for me. Like, I don't, I don't want to... I'm you feel not, like you're in Connecticut? I'm not, I'm not really a... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could be a Joshua, but like, I'm not never, I, my middle name's Ryan. So if I was going to be a Joshua, I feel like I'd be like a Joshua Ryan, not just a Joshua. I feel like there's something weird about Joshua's. I met a Joshua once at Gay Pride and, <laughs> and he, I was like, oh, I'm Josh too. And he goes, no, never call me Josh. I'm Joshua. And I was like, whoa, got to get away. 
like oh you're a, I, I love the people like people like that that like take it so seriously but I do understand if your name is Joshua and your parents have called you Joshua and that's what you prefer not to be called Josh anyways he's a psychopath um and then <laughs> after Frank Jill does get a little catty here, but you have to remember, like, in these interview seats, they have producers asking them questions, and I think she's just being honest. For hours. What? For hours. For hours. Yeah, Yeah, and she's just being honest. Like, St. Bart's is the place to be in high season and not in low season. Um, And that's just honest, but it is a nice place to be, no matter what. Yeah, no matter if you're in high season paying $2,000 a night for a room or in in low season paying $300 a night for a room. We should definitely go to St. Bart's on low low season. season. Yeah, $300 a night in a room is perfect for me. Um, And I I do love that, like, if you took that as a clip, it made her look bitchy. But when you looked at, like, the whole package, she was also, like, like Alex and Simon are much younger than us. They're working hard to get here. Like, we appreciate right. that. And you've got to meet people to get to the place that we're at. And I was like, she understands. And what she's saying is that we're here. We would never go there right now. But we might have 10 years. Like, I might have 10 years ago. I'm not looking down at you. You're just not exactly where I am now. But I'm willing to help you get there. Yeah, she's Which literally is, introducing them to the owner of Claremont, you know? She was literally just giving interview facts that just made it look snotty, but she's such a good person in that, like, she doesn't care where you're from. She wants to help you get there. Like, and then Alex and Simon were like, Let, we'll get the check. And Jill, and Jill was like, no, we'll get the check. Like, it was such a nice thing, and it wasn't, like, a power move to me. I think it was, like, we invited you out to dinner. This was a really expensive dinner. I think Alex and, and Simon actually invited them. Oh, well, anyways, I maybe. But I think that they were like, this was a really expensive dinner. And we appreciate you asking to get the check. But we're going to get the check because we can, we we really got this. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I really loved that. I like, and now if, if Simon or Alex had insisted after that, I think it would have been rude for them to not let them pay. But, like, I do, I love that they were, like, we get it. Like, you're working hard to get where you want to go, and we're already where we want to be. So, like, we got dinner. Don't worry about it. Like, I just thought it was such a kind, like, I'm going to lift you up moment. Jill, you can pay for my dinner anytime. hmm I will have my Jill's Diet Long Island iced tea, 15 of them on your tab, if you would like. <laughs> if, you, um, if you insist. If you insist, I'll be there. Because we'll never be where you are. <laughs> I don't know. I I might go to Boca. I might go to Boca and we might meet up. Um, uh, Bethany is now networking in a green leather dress and she is ravenous. Bethany is like a hyena in that room and she is eating people up, getting numbers. She's getting numbers. Like it was insane. annoyed me so much. She is a great businesswoman. I'm not shitting on anything. It showed who Bethany truly was. But what bothers me are people that, like, all the self-made bullshit people. Like, when they said Kylie Jenner was self-made, I was like, huh, what? Huh? What? No, not real. You know, like, they're never experiencing poverty. And Bethany's saying, like, how she doesn't want, that she has issues with her father. And he's very successful. And he's the reason she has commitment issues. And he never showed her any love. All valid. Not ever discounting that and your emotional issues. Right. But uh, she's saying that she doesn't want him to be credited for her success. And she's a, a very successful woman. Very smart. Very business savvy. Not taking a single thing away from oh her. Oh my God. We wrote down but, the same thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But you cannot act like you are just anyone off the street. We have never been in a room with a Grey Goose, the creators of Grey Goose and the 
AMX reps. You who, know who the creator Lee, the creator Gray goes like with you is looking at her so longingly. Like the way he was staring at her was kind of disturbing to me, but definitely in a like way that like there is something to be said with I said what I wrote down was I do believe that all she got from her parents was status, not money. Not like and, a lot of money. But all you need to be but all you need is status. All you need all you need is status. All the context. The right, not be, even the status. You just the, need the, the only reason skinny girl worked was because she knew this man Lee. Exactly. It, you nobody can get a call with somebody like that. Nobody can get a right. meeting with somebody like that unless so, you yeah. have millions of dollars or your family knows it. So like quit I, I do get what she's saying. That what it is is you can lead a horse to water. And there are a lot of people in her situation that wouldn't have taken the initiative and oh, got as far as she did. Yes. She did work hard, but she was given the tools to make it to what she had. You, she, normal she people are not in this room. Right. She you didn't have to go room. dig up and find the tools and spend lifelongs of like, like kissing ass and working hard in the sense that like she didn't have, she had a place to start. Yeah. And, and that's just... I, I, I liked what she said because it does make sense, but I do want her to acknowledge like she keeps acting like she's like this poor little girl that's fighting for her life. You're when doing you went to fine. good schools, you have good went contacts. to good you're schools. Staying, networking is everything. Your dad or your dad's friend like introduced you to these people. Exactly. So like, it wasn't like you weren't put in the, I can work a room. If right. you put me in the room with the right people, I can work it. It's getting into that room. That is the hardest part. Admittance. It, it's Alex and Simon being admitted into society is the hardest part. And once right. you're there coming up, isn't that hard because exactly. you've got the power, the leeway, the leverage, you can be charismatic and cunning and all those things. But unless if you're doing that in a dive bar in Minnesota, it's not going to get you anywhere except when for a not, fucking scammed. When you don't have, like, you don't come from a good school. You know, right. your school district isn't good. Your school district or doesn't when, have a lot of money. And you have to move somewhere else. And, and then, then you, you have, have to completely like, start over. to even get you yes. through college. You know, like, it's hard, Bethany. Yeah, like, you're not fighting for your life, girl. We're, yeah. Other people are fighting for their life. Yes. Like, you have a lot of privilege that you're not acknowledging. I understand that you're doing the work. Yes. I, yes. I appreciate that. Like, I do understand that she, what she's saying is I'm working hard because like my level of wealth is not what I wanted to achieve. And she has achieved a generational wealth that is very hard for people to even put in her place. However, it's not like started from the bottom. Now we're here. You started from the upper middle. Now you're here. No, she started from the top and now she's at the very top. Okay, you're right. You're you're definitely right. Yeah, like you, you started from like uh uh the the top of a high rise and you're at like the penthouse now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's all just, in the one percent. Just because you started at the bottom of the one percent. And it took you till you were forty. Yeah. To be honest, like I'm not like downgrading her, but she had all those contacts. So like till you were forty, I mean that's a long time. I mean I I also the way that she was networking for me doesn't always work for me. Like when I network, I really do try to do it through relationships. I want to network with somebody that I'm making a relationship with. Um, just because like, it's hard for me just to use somebody for their contacts or just like, I, I want there to be a genuine relationship and I like everybody to win around me. 
Yeah, but that's not how these people work. They're yeah, shows, I know, you know, I know, and that's why that's why I started from the bottom and almost middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> started from the bottom and now almost middle. That's my story. <laughs> and here we are. Oh, still waiting for that caviar pie, Kath. We're um, just trying to go to St. Bart's for three hundred dollars. <laughs> at the lowest of the season <laughs> is there a lower season is there is there is there a groupon season because yeah. i'd like to be there then yeah um and then we go to the the fateful tale of luann meeting nicole downtown um which she's going downtown i was gonna say we're twins <laughs> love it um and she's we're, getting the dressed same soundtracks are always in our mind always playing over and i go and she's wearing a very um i would call it a eastern inspired paul revere coat that she's trying on mm. it's a very strange coat but it does look good on her i mean luann looks good in weird clothes it looks good on her body um, I mean, she just has a beautiful body. I Victoria think. doesn't agree that it yeah, looks good on her. I'm with she Victoria. But... Um, and she pulls out the weirdest first statement necklace I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like some weird, like, clear latch on top of, like, some kind of, I don't, I don't know. It was like some, and Victoria was like, no, 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 no. no. No, we're not doing that. And she's like, oh, it is kind of funky, right? And I was like, you love it, don't you, Luann? Luann still yeah. has that necklace. Definitely. And, and then, um... Victoria's best friend Matt comes in and I'm like oh god now Rosanna has to raise Matt too like Rosanna has to feed and raise this kid too like how many people does Rosanna have to raise I mean is she gonna get a raise for this extra mouth to feed right and he came right in like he was and and Luann's like Rosanna will take care of it I love friendships like that though because that's how Shana and I were like no I love that too but but I usually love it when it's like a family not like the housekeeper yes no absolutely (laughs) I would like come home and Shana would be like eating dinner with my grandparents and I'd be like "Um, oh that's my favorite that's like like that's like the friendships that like movie friendships that I yes. like always dreamed of. I never lived it in, like, clo- close to somebody like that. And I didn't live in that many places that often. So like, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I do, you know, like she's my sister, uh, the sisterhood. We're um, sharing. Actually, we are share. We're conjoined twin, twins. Keisha. Keisha. I mean, it's Keisha. the new Stacy and Darcy practically. <laughs> can Keisha do a show with Stacy and Darcy? Oh I God. wish. I mean, At least a if, night out. Only if we can get Wi-Fi. Oh my um, gosh, yes. We need Wi-Fi. You get blackout on Tuesday with Stacy and Darcy. I love that Stacy and Darcy are always blacked out, which I love. Also, I feel no, like if we actually did drink with them, they, they couldn't use the footage. They'd be like, no, you can understand goal. a word any of you were saying, even with subtitles. My like, goal is to find Stacy and Darcy because I think they're attainable. They have to be out in New York. I'm going to watch. I'm going to be on the watch and we're going to have to like get a flight and find those bitches because they are a good time. We just always see their dramatic, dramatic explosions. And I need need to be around one of those dramatic explosions, to be honest. Just one. Just one. Just one. (laughs) I don't want to be a part. I just want to be around. Um, uh, And then Noelle is sad because when the Countess goes out and she kind (gasps) of acts like she doesn't go out that often but i feel like she does she goes out every night his reaction was not like oh i'm sad that my mom goes out once every month his reaction was like oh you're going out again like it was literally you're out and she was like i'm gonna come home early no you're not 
Yeah. No, and you're he's not. Like, he, and he even asked Rosie after that made me I so know. sad. And he's like, is she really coming home? I know. It's so sad to like really watch that. And I, you know, it's, it's sad because... Don't have yeah, his dad. His dad's also not there. Like he has no parents in the house and all he wants you to do is like chill with him. Also, he probably, you could put him to bed at like 10 and go out. And he's not a baby. Like for like a boy, his age to still want to hang out with you. Like you'll never get that again. Oh my God. Whatever you want. I'm sorry, Nicole. I can't, you need to come over. You're only 23 because we're watching movies with Noel. Like he wants to be with me. He's I know it was, you. it was sad for me to watch. It's just like, you know, it's some people just don't get parenting, and I don't think Luann is really that person. Like, I just Luann's don't... just so selfish. She's too selfish. She's very selfish. But don't you know, have what, kids. you she know what she do does it. need a stronger cocktail when she sees Lu because she asked the bartender to make it strong that grapefruit oh. margarita, and I too would like a grapefruit margarita. But I hate when people say that. First of all, like, like when you're in a bar, like they'll make it strong. Just order a double. Like, make it strong. Or order another one once you're done. Just have another Yeah, like, like, they're going to make it as strong as they want. And, they like, they're not going to give you the same cocktail that you're paying for. Just stronger. Like, that's just not how... Or when you order less ice, but yeah. you want more alcohol. It just doesn't work that way, people. And she goes, my day's been grueling. And I was like, what's been grueling? You don't work. Rosanna's you, raising your kids. Ros your kids were at school. You left them at 5 o'clock in the evening to go... While they were eating dinner that Rosanna made. Right, who is also taking care of Matt. Um, and, and yeah, getting... and Luann comes down and says, like, oh, what, are the kids having pasta? Like, she doesn't right. even know what's on the menu. No, yeah, it, it, she didn't eat dinner. Um, and and all, all I have to say is, love Nicole, still here, was here this season. Her headband in this, um, in this episode was a choice. That headband, that thick brown headband was a lot for me. Well, Luann so, says she wants to be 23 like Nicole, and Nicole has this really cool like bohemian chic feel. And I'm like, you mean gentrifier? Not, not much has changed, uh, right? Yeah. Not Gentrification is yeah, what like, she means by right. bohemian As, chic. It was, she uh, means the boho, like the art without the poor people. Right. It was, I mean, you're exactly right. Nicole's outfit was very Motown to me. It was like very, like she had the bell bot. It was, I don't know. Who knows? Um, and then, um, Victoria wants to go to boarding school. She's telling Rosanna because she doesn't want to hate her parents. Um, and she's missing out on all the deli parties. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> also, what deli Sin are these kids going to? Sid Bita deli party. Like, throw a cold cut at me. I love a deli party, but like, she was like, all the other kids sit at a deli. We have to remind you that Victoria's twelve. Yeah. Like, you can't just go sit in a deli in New York City. I, I mean, I guess open, they do. Like all night. Like what happens in a deli? Too? Like, I do love a good deli, but like, it was very confusing to me. And Rosanna is, Rosanna, if Luann is not paying for Rosanna's retirement, it is, and she's not, it's a damn fucking shame because Rosanna parented these kids so well in a place where Rosanna could have talked so much shit about their parents. She really lifted them up and tried to make them the best. It's just like, it's just so sad for me to see, like, I definitely, I, I'm not going to say that I, if I had that privilege, that I wouldn't have people that worked in my home with me, but they would work with me. 
Like there should be such gratitude and respect, especially when these people are raising and taking care of your children with such love, care, and not only respect towards them, these, but respect towards you. She these could, people grow up and vote. These people grow up and make real decisions. You know, right. like this isn't something that's easy. Like your dog that wasn't potty trained for 15 years, which is ridiculous. Like this is a real whole human you're forming. And he is confiding in Rosanna that you are never home and that he misses his parents. And she comes back and tells them your parents love you so much. Instead right. of saying like, yeah, they're fucking selfish assholes, which is the truth. Absolutely. And then Rosanna's like, in my country, we'd hit you. Yeah. <laughs> we would beat you. Like, um, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, they probably respect their parents a little bit more. Not that we endorse that, but it is well, a different place. They're probably home. So yes. Right. Um, and, um, then they go to see the concert of Nicole's friends and Luann's like, this is not the best part of town, is it? And <laughs> Nicole does After look, she can... said how much she loves downtown, I'm oh, like, yeah. okay. And when she was downtown, she was like, it's like pretty that. dirty. Yeah. It's pretty dirty. And she's like, oh my God, we're going in here. And then she sees a sex shop and she's like, oh my. Oh. Oh. And, and then they're looking at the vibrators and Luann's never seen one of those before. She's like, what are those? What are those? Yeah. Uh, right. And and then they run into the man who delivers Luann, I think, her very first actual statement necklace. And Luann barters for that necklace. And our life will end after this because Luann will never stop wearing a statement necklace after she has this blinky, glowy circus necklace around her neck for $10. For $10. She, she couldn't possibly play 12 Never. Yeah. Never could pay full price. And then Luann is so uncool at this. Like, it is like, why don't you just be cool? Like, she's so, like, um, like older person at this concert. She's like, hey, are you Travis? You've got a fan in me. You're, and I was like, this is <laughs> so uncomfortable. Like, I felt, like, literally like I was 12 and my mom was embarrassing me. This poor man just wanted to be on TV. Like, he was yes. like, and, and Luann was like, woo! And then, like, the song ended, and she had to turn her necklace around and, like, put it back on, and then glow the light. It was, like, very embarrassing. But then goes in her interview and says they weren't good. Yeah, like, even more embarrassing. Um, and, and Nicole, I don't know if you caught this, but did you ever watch Xena, the Warrior Princess, perhaps? Um, I've seen like episodes, but I didn't know. That's all it. you need to know. Okay. You know, when Xena, she really gets hyped up. She's had a Red Bull or two and she's ready to fight whoever she's going to fight. And she, yes. goes, <laughs> um, Nicole did that at the end of their performance. <laughs> and I was like, why is Nicole Zening these people? She's like, <gasps> it was hysterical to me. I loved every moment of it. Um, and that's that uncomfortable moment between Nicole. I, I wonder how old Lou. I feel like Luann was probably 20 years older than her there, like 43, yeah. 44. Yeah, because yeah, she's like seven years younger than Ramona. Um, and then Avery gets an audition for an alleged Meryl Streep movie. I don't know if you did your um, research, but I tried to figure out what Meryl Streep movie this was. But I was looking, wondering that too, and I think it was it's complicated because that that's came out the only in thing I can narrow it down to. That's the only thing I could compli- I, I could get it down to. But then I was looking through the cast, and it had to be like the smallest role because I couldn't see no, a role. I think it was that it was her daughter because if you were listening to the lines she was reading, 
It was, was her like, daughter that young? No. And I'm thinking that, that maybe they made that's her older. they didn't get the yeah. rule. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, because the kids in, it's con you know, that's one of my We're older. Movies. Yeah, I love um, it. And, and so I hate I was, the kids in that movie. Yes, um, terrible. Such little entitled assholes. Um, they are all college age. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So they were all born or in older. 1983. Like the oldest one's 27, and yes. the youngest one is graduating college, or right. going to college, and the middle one is graduating college. Yes, they would. They were that, that age then, because I looked up, and the girls that play the daughter were born in 1983, both of them. Yeah, they're they way, were both way the older. same age. Um, and so I was like, because I was, I was like, what was this fucking movie? Did they just lie to her? Um, Ramona's taking the call on what seems like speakerphone. But then but keeps like talking into it and holding it up to her like ear. It's like two inches from her ear and she's like screaming into it. And I was like, this is actual insanity and I feel bad about what's going on here. Like for the person on the other end. Um, and then she goes in and they start reading it. And it was very professional interview. I mean, like she, they got it, came in, gave her lines and Ramona makes her speak slow, 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 slow. Yeah. Very slow. Go and the casting slow. director says, don't talk so slow. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, be that? natural. Talk how you would talk to your friends. And she's and like, I, so I don't have to go slow? And they're like, who said that? Right. Who I love that? that. While Ramona's like, ear is pressed to the door. Yes. So funny. So funny. Bad advice. And Ramona was so proud. And Avery clearly didn't get the movie. Um, she did a good job, though. To, like, I'm pretty sure that I they handed her a, the script once she got there. I thought she did a great job. Yeah. To be honest, I have to say, I do think that that just didn't work out. But I did think that she could have been good at this. But I think Avery did then choose to just do school. Like, because, you know, her school chooses school over any kind of extracurriculars. Yeah, because she had to leave 20 minutes early for that. 20, which I will say leaving 20 minutes early to me was always so annoying. Like That's nothing. Like, why? Yeah, like, just get me out when it is and we'll be late for whatever. I was like, if you're going to get me out, get me out by noon or just, like, I don't want to exactly. go. Like, I, I don't want to leave 20 minutes early because then I'm actually in the middle of class and the last 20 minutes are the most fun. So, like, exactly. don't take like, my fun from me. Exactly, like, like, packing their stuff and, like, you get to actually socialize. And you, yeah, absolutely. Don't steal that from me. Don't take that from me. I feel stolen from. Um, and then the Van Helsings go to Claremont, which we find out is 25000 to 31000 a year. Which Did right you know 25,000? Did you know 25,000? Um, and shout out to our dear, dear Dana Wilkie. Our wham, bam, thank you, Dana Pam. We love you. Um, and the school itself, they say they're not choosing a kid. They're choosing an entire family, which I do kind of like. If you're paying that much money, I do like that aspect. Like you, I mean, you should just choose kids, but... I also, like, it is kind of bad now that I think about it. I was like, actually, you should just two children that deserve it and give people scholarships. Exactly. But, but not everyone has parents I, I, that are able to, like, come and be if, there. If, you if know? it was fair, if it wasn't fair, which it isn't, I'm like, but, like, it is about a family when you're choosing a school like that. But you do want to choose kids that, like, are going to achieve. Anyways, it, not you Not everyone know. has, you know, not everyone has backup. Right. So true. So true. And honestly, that's not exactly what they're doing. They're doing the people that will donate the most money. Exactly. All that kind of shit. And the school to me looked like a very average school. 
Um, so, I think it, that in New York that it was probably great because you have to think about how much, like how big it was, you well, know, just yeah, the, the sheer size. Is well, I just meant like the classrooms. Like when they got to the, like the, the, it was a former Bank of America. And when they got to like the kitchen, that was a vault and the auditorium was really cool. But like the classrooms to me to pay $31,000 a year looked like an elementary school classroom to me. Like Well, a I think school. it's not necessarily about like the architecture necessarily it's about the teachers it's about the curriculum kind of thing but like I, I i totally get that but like unless they have like huge computer labs we're 2008 i feel like there should have been computers in the room for paying thirty one thousand dollars a year well he was going to pre-k yeah you can be on the computer in pre-k totally Maybe they just didn't show that part I, I, I'm just saying, I, I just feel like for that amount of money. I mean, I think it's insane. I don't think who, why the hell do you need to own a damn school and charge that? Like, why should there true. be a price? That's ridiculous. It, it, it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that that is like privatization of education is allowed to where we give prioritization to people that are wealthy of it's getting ridiculous. a good education rather than people with just like the most potential. And then everybody else should just get really, you know, it's just like, it's very sad. It's very sad that everybody else isn't seen. They clearly can't afford this. I mean, I there's no way that the Van Helsings can afford $31,000 a year per kid. And I don't think he ends up going From there. From the beginning? Like, that's just so crazy. Because most, like, families can't I mean, afford you, Yeah, and you have to think about 12 years. four years, you know? Yeah. And fair, that's insane. $25,000 a they year? They shouldn't say that. He seemed to be in a really good place. Uh, a preschool like I understand like safety and all things like that other I than think, that no, but it's really like what we said about Bethany it's about the names it's about yep. the well people. that's what gets you far exactly it's about them writing you a recommendation letter well, that, because they know your name it's about is, them you know that kind that, of that is exactly why people that don't come from that kind of background can't get into Ivy League schools and live in Connecticut because they don't have those names on their resume yep. and 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 80 percent of the roster is kids that just have names and they don't even look at their applications you just have to know the right people and it's just disappointing you know it, it is how it works and and, you know, I it, it's one of those hard situations that if you do have the money, why wouldn't you put your kid in that situation? But it's what fosters that kind of environment and that kind of, um, you know, it, it, it's just sad that education can't be democratized in the way that we're just trying to make everybody the best. Um, and how we haven't learned that. Like, honestly, the world benefits from everybody being able to fulfill their most potential. But we don't care about that. We only can care about ourselves. Dollar signs. Dollars. Dollars, dollars, dollar bills, dollar, y'all. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And then we're at Bethany in her condo with her friend Lauren having lychee martinis and dumplings, which did not look homemade, which I expect from Bethany as she's doing, but they did not look homemade to me. Um, and I don't love a lychee, but I love a martini. Um, and they both haven't really eaten and they drink two huge martinis and they are having a great time. And I fucking love Lauren. She is just so fun to me. I love that she's having such a good time. Yes. And talking about how much sex she forces her husband to have. <laughs> but not at night. He has to work hard during the day and then she'll wake him up at six o'clock in the morning and demand it. Yes. Um, and Bethany is clearly getting drunk to lubricate herself for a conversation. <laughs> For Jason, for a conversation with Jason that's coming in there. I, you know, and I, feel I hated like... the moment, like, I always, I don't know, I'm weird about this, I guess, when she's like, 
they're having the best time having all these conversations and then she's like jason will be home soon and like that's the key for the other girl to go just go yeah it's over now you know like you got to get out of here and it's like jason's yeah I, I, an I almost felt like it made jason an asshole but i do think that like this dinner was planned and bethany almost was the one that was strategizing right because i i, and I get like having jason, your alone time i think I jason was only filming for bethany and I think he had rules and I think Bethany wasn't following those rules, right. to be honest. I think she, in a sense, embarrassed him. I think that they had had conversations that she was willing to forego for the cameras. And she was drunk um, just because, like, she needed a storyline, in my sense. But I think it's what she also wanted. I think it's very much who Bethany is. Like, you're going to do this now or it's not going to work. Yeah. And Bethany is drunk by the time he gets there. I mean, by the time he gets there, she's poured herself a third Dorinda Martini. And Dorinda's always said two martinis, not three. Yep. And so. They're like um, breasts. Yeah. And she has, like, those big platters of food. And Jason keeps trying to get her to eat. He's like, you're not eating, you're not eating. And I felt like it was like, you need to eat. Like, you need to eat, then we'll talk about this when cameras aren't here. And she just wants to move in with him. Um, I felt like, we know Jason has kids. Yeah. And I felt like kind of Bethany probably knew what this conversation was. Like, if you have kids, an ex-wife, or like a, a baby mama, like, you have rules. Like, maybe his baby mama doesn't want somebody to live where the kids are going to be that he's only known for a year because she I, hasn't known him that long i don't know i feel like but I she's there every night part of it exactly she said that she hasn't slept in her apartment in like four months and right she i think she i mean and bethany chooses assholes so exactly she does I think choose assholes. An ass, and i think the way that he keeps saying like we'll talk about it later right. i i get some conversations aren't for the cameras but i felt like if you can't talk about it on camera, it's not going to be good. And so I can't tell, like, you make very, very valid points, like, saying that there right. are other factors to... Like, and that and that's just me being the devil's advocate because we haven't seen him be fun once. Like, you could also just steer the conversation and have some fun conversation with her, but there hasn't been one moment where Jason has been delightful. Right. And maybe if he even said, like, renew your lease, and then we'll talk about, you know, like, we'll table that. I don't know. Just, I, right. I thought he was just an asshole. And I get that she probably needed to eat and all of that. It, but it, she's it, in her own house. Who cares? Right. And and he could have said, you're right. He could have been like, yeah, that's something we should talk about. We should consider that. That would have been an easier way. Or like, oh, work. when does it, when does it, your lease end again? Okay. So we have three months. Okay. Yeah. Or just be like, hey, I think it's just a better idea that we keep both and we just keep what we're doing. And like, you know what I mean? Like, or, or like you can move in, but let's keep this too, just in case. Like if you've got the money, you know, yeah. I don't know. It was just like, you're right. He did shut her down. Hard. That's what I just felt like he was very. He wasn't kind. Forceful. He hasn't yeah. been shown any kind of generosity. And, and if she's not, I, if she's been there every night, I just, I don't understand what relationship. I agree. And it is inconvenient, I just, especially New York City. Like, it's inconvenient. Like, it's not, like, just down the road. It's, like, if you're not going to let me have all my stuff in the place, like, I can't stay here every night. Like, I need to be comfortable. Yeah. And, and she's got to take the dog. And she's older. Like, you know, she's still yes. young. She's still not, you know, saying. And I do you know, understand, like, once you're 39, like, you're like, yep, if this is going to work or this isn't going to work, we got to get it going. Yeah, like, let so. me go. Yep, I, I get that. You're right. You do have to factor the age in. Okay, and that's the episode, guys.
And uh, who was your saint in your center this week? Um, my saint were, I had two, like the, a group. It was Rosie and Noel because they were so cute, oh, so sweet, felt so bad. Delicious. They deserve everything. And my center it. was, were the Swedish lice that are more well-traveled <laughs> than most Americans, most people in the U.S., <laughs> Also, I hope they didn't infect everybody else on that plane because yes. I'd be pissed if I was on a flight and got lice. Exactly. I would be so mad. Um, my saint was Bobby's toast because we're only going to get so many. And I feel like oh. that's like his signature to every party. He yeah. brings such light and joy. And I just love, I just love somebody that's a light like that. You can just tell that he was the life of the party. God bless you, Bobby. And then um, my center was that man who gave Luann that statement necklace. Because it would start a cataclysmic decline. He was just trying to make a living. (laughs) I know. I know. He had to take $10. $10. And then she gets Uh, her HSN line, all kinds of shit with that, huh? uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that was this week. Join us next week. The preview for next week has a true star. Get ready for this because I laughed out loud watching this little girl, and Thanks. we're gonna we're gonna be in search of her, and she's gonna drink with us. With she is Darcy and Daisy, um, uh, <gasps> Stacy and Darcy, Darcy. <laughs> there she is. We don't know what they originally would look like nowadays, so their faces have changed so much. So we can't wait to see you next week. We love you. We love you. We love you. Don't forget to like, rate, and review us. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Hit us up and follow us on all of our Instagrams, Housewives Heretics, JRY27 at Colindy. And make sure to ask any questions, leave voicemails, listen to our um, JRY Linton Spotify playlist. And guys, have a blessed week. Stay blessed, y'all. We love you. Amen, bitches. Thank you all for filling the pews and joining in our irreverence. Join us every week for our sermons by rating, subscribing, and submitting prayer requests at everywhere you listen to podcasts. Although we praise our dear daddy Andy and heavenly home of Bravo, Housewife Heretics is not in propriety of Bravo, Evolution Media, or any subsidiary of the Housewives. These are strictly our opinions, and they are jokes like funny, haha. For direct celestial connection, you can send your confessions to housewivesheretics at gmail.com and check our season playlist, weekly drink specials, and our lives at our Instagram. So we'll see you there. Amen, Amen, bitches. bitches.